We're going to be in the book of Proverbs here tonight. I'm going to look at Proverbs 13, 21 here this evening. Proverbs 13, 21. Proverbs 13, 21. I've entitled this message, Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit. How many of you know what it's like to be chased in life? Some of you do. Uh, been chased by bees, maybe, perhaps, maybe. Maybe chased by a bear. No, maybe some of you. Chased by your own, chased by your cat, maybe. Uh, maybe a lion. Yes, sir. You've been chased by a turkey. Interesting. White turkey. That's good. Being chased. We know what that's like. Have you been chased by been chased by a rooster before? Have I been chased by chickens or anything? <laughs> Some of you, yeah. So you know what it's like to be chased, and when you're being chased, what are you doing? I, well, you're running, of course. Um, it's not. Uh, it's um, uh, you're always constantly looking behind you. That's for sure, and making sure what's behind you is not catching up with you. You know. And um, how many of you ever played? Uh, maybe when you was a kid, you played freeze tag or something like that. You know, and you played around and. Everybody chase you around and, and all that. We had a good time, and uh, I want to look at our scripture here tonight. I, I, I want you to keep that in your mind, those uh, mental images as you, as you got of being chased here this evening. As we look in this text, I believe it will help you. The Bible says here in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 21, we'll read it a couple of times. The Bible says, evil pursueth sinners. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Let's read again. The Bible says, evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. And as we stated earlier, we all know what it's like to be chased, you know, especially when we were young and we were outside with friends and we was talking about uh, maybe playing freeze tag and maybe some other games that maybe you are familiar with where you were being chased around and and uh, you were running as fast as you could, and someone or something was behind you trying to get in, uh, trying to get you. And in essence, uh, they were in hot pursuit of you. And uh, you know, sometimes you can run and run and run as fast as you can and long as you can. But eventually, uh, you're going to have to stop because we can't run forever. And it's kind of the same way in life. As you know, we understand that uh, listening in life, we can't all, we can't run forever. Eventually, uh, there, we're going to come to we're going to come to a stop at some point. Uh, and when that happens, whatever it is, probably this chasing us is still, uh, maybe perhaps still going to be on our heels. We may be able to escape a lot of other things in life. You may be able to get away from the bees and maybe be able at some times to get away from the turkey and maybe at some times be able to get away from other people. But there's some things in life that we're going to run from uh, that will always be hot on our heels. And as we look at this here tonight, I want you to try to get this mental image of you running and, uh, and, and something chasing you, because I believe that'll help you as we do this message here this evening. Notice there in verse 21, as we take a look at this, the Bible says, evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. And the very first thing I want us to see tonight in this verse is the very first truth is I want us to see the pursuit. The pursuit. 
Notice there in verse 20, the Bible says that evil pursueth sinners. Now, we oftentimes would think, you know, where we see that in our minds, we would see that it is the sinner uh, that is chasing after to do evil. It is the sinner that is running to do evil. It is the sinner that is uh, the wicked, the ungodly, that is looking to do evil, that is living for evil, you know, and doing all these types of things. And, of course, that is very much so. Uh, the ungodly, the wicked, they are not seeking righteousness, not looking for righteousness. They uh, are just by nature doing what they do. And just the same thing we did before we got saved, we were uh, uh, just a, a, an ungodly people, you know, a, a wicked people. And so we can see here in this text, something actually really amazing takes place is, is that we see that and we understand that uh, that the, the sinner is running to do evil, the sinner is uh, running to do wickedness and live a wicked life, but there's something that happens in the very first part of this verse, it kind of turns things around a little bit. Notice it didn't say that the sinner is pursuing evil. What does the Bible say? It says that evil's pursuing the sinner. So it's almost like you see the one who is living for evil, the one who is practicing evil, the one who is doing evil and doing everything he can. He's living it up and he's having a great time. But what he doesn't realize is that there's evil running right behind him. What I want you to see here tonight is almost kind of a mental image, a picture. You ever heard of the phrase, uh, maybe ever, or maybe ever seen this in your life before? You ever uh, uh, heard of, uh, it's like a, a dog chasing his tail. And that's what you see right here. You in essence see a dog chasing his tail. You in essence see a man who is, who is living his life that is evil, that is wicked, and he is pursuing that, and, he's, and, he's, uh, and that's the way he lives. But what he doesn't understand is, is as he's pursuing that and as he's living that, that the consequences of that are right behind him. Does that make sense? Do you see the mental image in the picture that I'm getting? We can, it has the, uh, the, the idea, of course, we see there's two people mentioned. We see the sinner and the righteous. And so there's going to be in contrast to each other tonight and the, the way that they live. But I want you to see as we begin this very text that the Bible shows us that, yes, there is, of course, uh, wicked uh, people that pursue wickedness and they live wickedness. But understanding that, listen, the people that live ungodly and pursue ungodliness and, and have a desire to uh, live an ungodly life, little do they know or maybe they already know that right behind them is the consequences of that sin. Now, I tell you what, sometimes we may not be uh, aware of it. We kind of talked about it the other day, maybe perhaps a little bit. And, you know, and sometimes we can live our life in thinking that, well, you know, I can live what, the way I want to and I'm not worried about, you know, what's going to happen, you know, and uh, I, I don't see anything going on right now and I, I'm just kind of doing my thing, you know, and I'm not worried about sin, I'm not worried about the consequences of it. Nothing's happened yet, you know, and, but little do they know that evil's behind them and it's pursuing them. And one of these days, listen, we may be able to live a life of sin for a little while because the pleasure of sin lasts for a season. And we may be able to live that way for a little while, but at some point, at some time, it's going to come up and it's going to get us. At some point, at some time, it's going to come to bite us and listen. And if, you, if somehow, for some reason, you do escape the consequences of it in this world, you die lost. And the consequences of that sin will be far worse than you ever imagined. One day, Unforgiven sin will catch up. The Bible says, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. That is a divine law. Uh, and so we can essence see here a man that is living a life of sin, a man that is pursuing sin. But, but we also see that as he is pursuing sin, that he is in essence being chased by evil. 
The ungodly, uh, they're, they're living to everything they can to fulfill the, uh, the, uh, the wicked deeds that they desire to do. And the Bible tells us that uh, the wickedness and evil, that it does not sleep. And listen, it does not slumber. And listen, I'm tell you what, the devil doesn't take a vacation. Sin doesn't take a vacation. Uh, wickedness doesn't take a vacation. It does not. And so as we live our life and, uh, and, and, and ungodly folks, the Bible talks right here, the Bible says in, there in verse 2 that evil pursues sinners and as folks live a sinful life, what happens and what they don't really understand, maybe perhaps at the moment, is that they are in essence being chased by evil. They may look around and they may not necessarily see the consequences of it right just yet, you know, but, but you keep living that way, you keep doing what you're doing and eventually it will catch up. And eventually that kind of life will bite you. That's why the Bible says the way of transgressors is hard. So the very first thing is we can see the pursuit, which is very interesting that we see that evil pursuing the sinner, which goes along, which shows us here tonight that you can't live an evil life and eventually it not catch up with you. You can't live an evil life and eventually it not catch up with you. Eventually not something happen. And so we see that evil is pursuing sinners. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 15 that the way of transgressors is hard. And, and when we think about uh, the things that we do in life and how we're living and the, and, the, uh, and, and, and the things that are going on in our own life, these things that we do, we may very well reap the consequences of it at some point. Because in our life, we may be able to sometimes play cat and mouse with our sin, and as I said, run and escape for a short time. But eventually, like everything else, it catches up. The second truth I want us to see tonight is not just the pursuit, but I also want us to see the payment. Notice the Bible says, evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. And I tell you what, I find it a blessing here tonight because I understand and know that the, the evil pursue sinners. You ever, maybe perhaps before I get into this next truth, let me ask you this. Whenever you was running for your life, let's go to Brother George. <laughs> when you was running from this turkey, I, I'm going to ask you, and be honest, did you ever turn around to see if it was still there running after you? Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> and isn't it that that's, and that's the way it is in life, is that whenever we're being chased by something. You see, when we're being chased, there is no rest. Kind of hard to rest when you're running. When you're being chased, there is no rest. And so what we see here is that the sinner who is living a wicked, ungodly life, even though he is pursuing sin and living in the pleasures of sin, the consequences of it, the evilness of it is coming. It is on the way. And it may not look behind him and see it right now. It may not be, you know, tomorrow. It may not be the next day. But at some point, it will catch up to him, just like a dog chasing his tail. And if he doesn't end up biting his own tail, there's one thing you know that he will do eventually. He will stop. And if his tail could catch up with him, it would. So I'm just trying to get you to see tonight that we see that evil chases sinners. And so as evil chases sinners, what happens is, is where we see that the, the ungodly, when he's living a wicked, ungodly life, oftentimes what he's doing is because he has no rest, because he's always running, because there's always something chasing him, he's always trying to get, trying to get away from the consequence, maybe perhaps. 
trying to flee from that which is on, uh, which is right behind him. He knows perhaps maybe it's coming. Maybe he sees it coming and so he does everything he can to, to flee from it and to get away from it and the more he runs, the more he runs, the scatter that he gets and he's constantly running and he's looking behind him the whole time just like Brother George did with this turkey. He had no rest while he was running. And neither do you and I when something is in hot pursuit of us. But what I want you to notice about this verse is this too. The Bible says here in this verse, we see that, we see that evil, we see the wickedness. The Bible says in the verse, through evil pursueth sinners. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Now I want you to notice something. There in verse 21, the Bible says evil pursueth sinners. And so we understand that as, as evil is pursuing sinners, uh, someone who is running, uh, is, and trying to get away from something, they're going to constantly be looking back. They're, they're not going to have any peace. They're not going to have any risk. They're not going to have any of those things. And this is what happens to those that live the wicked, ungodly life. They may say they won't rest, and they may desire rest, but rest is something that flees them. Peace is something that flees them. They don't have it in the heart. They don't have it in their mind. They don't have it in their life. And the reason why is because they choose to, to live an evil, wicked life. And because they choose to live an evil, wicked life, and because the way of transgressors is hard, and because the consequences of sin are always there, always chasing them. But understand the, the, the difference between the righteous and the wicked here is we see that the, that the, uh, the evil... Uh, that the sinners have evil chasing them, but the righteous don't have anything chasing them. You see that there in the text? Watch it. The Bible says evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. You know what we see there? We see in essence uh, the contrast of a man who is living a righteous life. You know what he's able to do? He's not looking behind him because he's not worried about the past. He's not looking behind him because he's not worried about what's going to hurt him back there. He's not looking behind him because he's living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. And when we live a life that is pleasing to the Lord and we are able to, we, we try to live according to God's word. I know we're not perfect, but we try to live according to God's word. And I tell you what, whenever we live, we, try, we strive to live a godly life. And as, and as the old adage, I guess, would say, uh, a, um, a, a good conscience makes for a restful pillow at night. And so we can receive uh, peace and we can receive comfort. That is what the righteous can get. We don't see them, uh, we don't see them running from anything. But the wicked, the sinners, we see that they are, they're running. And they're running because evil is pursuing them. Because the consequences of how they lived and the, and the way that they choose to live their life, it is in essence coming back around and it is coming back to get them. But those that live a righteous life, those that live the righteous life, man, you know what they're doing? They're not looking back. They're walking in peace. A man that's being chased will turn around and look. George, verify that. A man that's being chased, he'll turn around and look and see how much closer it's getting to him. He'll turn around and look and see how much more time he's got. He'll turn around and look and see how much faster he needs to run. Ain't that right, George? But a man that is righteous, well, he's not running. A man that's righteous, he isn't running. A man that's living for God, who is walking in the Spirit of God, who is filled with the Spirit of God, he, he, he's not running from anything. He's living for the Lord. He doesn't have anything to be afraid of. Does that make sense? I dare say it's probably fear that helps us to run. Amen. I was, was you afraid of that turkey? That must have been a big turkey. It was a big one. 
So it is fear that it helps us run. But see, the righteous, what are we afraid of? Let me ask you this. You say, well, I've got all these sins back there. Well, I got all this, I got all this stuff back here and, and I'm afraid all these things I've done are eventually gonna come and, you know, I, I got to thinking about this today and I thought, you know what? When my God saved me, when Jesus saved me, you know what he did? The Bible says when he cleansed me and washed me of my sin, that he took those sins and he cast them into the depths of the sea. Amen? As far as the east is from the west, did the Bible say? And so, I guess in essence, those sins never, don't exist anymore, right? Would you be afraid of something that doesn't exist? No. I don't think you would. I wouldn't be afraid of nothing existing. I'll tell you what, sometimes, listen, there's a lot of people that are running away from some things that maybe perhaps they think, listen, the devil's doing everything he can or, 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 or whatever's doing everything they can to try to uh, uh, bring them back to this, maybe this guilt of their past life or maybe try to drudge up all these sins and all this kind of stuff. But listen, I'm just thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm thankful I'm on my way to heaven. I's thankful that, uh, uh, that uh, when I ask God to forgive me, that that sin account that I had, that He washed it clean, that, that there's nothing uh, that there's no sin account left for the Lord Jesus to look at. None of that is pursuing me any longer. I'm not afraid of something that doesn't exist. And what we can see right here is we can see a man who is running in essence for his life. Evil is pursuing him, but to the righteous, the Bible says good shall be repaid. So we can see the, the righteous man because he's living for God. He's not running from anything. He's just living his life. You know what he's doing? He's looking forward to something better that's coming. Bible shows us right here that in essence he's, that there is a, 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 a reward, in essence a, a repayment that is coming his way. He's not running from anything. He's not looking behind him. He, he doesn't feel like he's uh, in pursuit because listen, he's, he's living for God and he's walking with God and, and so he's not worried about the uh, consequences of, of how he's living coming up to, to maybe perhaps bite his life or, or, to, or, or to mess his life up because he's living for God. And, but you see, whenever we are not living for God and we are living a sinful life, what we're constantly doing is, is that and even though we may not necessarily see it right now, it is, on the, it is on the horizon. And at some point, the longer we keep living in sin, it will come its way. And at some point, we're going to look back behind us. And it may not be today, but at some point, you're going to look back behind you and you're going to see the evidence and the consequence of that sin slowly but surely catching its way up to your life. And you're going to do everything you can to try to get away from it. And you're going to keep constantly turning around and looking back and you're not going to have any peace. You're always going to be worried. You're not going to have any peace in your life. You're not going to have any rest. But the righteous man that's living for God, what do we see? We see that he is in essence, he's moving forward. He's not looking back, but he's looking forward. The Bible shows this right here that, uh, that evil, the Bible says evil pursues the sinners, but, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. And so the righteous man, he's not being chased by anything, but what he's doing is he is looking forward to what he does have coming. Aren't, isn't that what you and I are doing here tonight? I tell you what, I'm looking forward to what's coming. They, some people say that this is heaven on earth. Listen, if this is heaven, I tell you what, I feel, oh my goodness. Can you imagine if this was heaven? The Bible tells me right here that the righteous, what does he do? But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. And so we see that uh, the sinners, what, what happens is, is they end up suffering from the consequences of the sinful life that they lived. 
the divine law of reaping and sowing, but we also see not only does that work for, for those that, that are living an evil, wicked life, but it also works for those that are living a righteous and a good life. And listen, when we desire to, and we're not perfect, as I said, but, but when we desire to live a, a good, righteous life, and we desire to, to walk in his ways and ways that please the Father, and we desire to live that kind of life, the Bible shows us that there are rewards that are awaiting for his people. Listen, not that we deserve it, because listen, none of us deserve anything. It is only by God's grace that he gives us what he gives us. But the Bible tells us there in the text there in verse 21, he says, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. And their rewards and treasures, the Bible tells us, that are waiting in heaven. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 19 to 21, listen to this. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moss and breath doth corrupt, and thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. The way your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Not only are there treasures to be had in heaven, but there are crowns to gain, and there is a place that God, the Bible says, has prepared for those that love him. So not only do you have those that are, trying to, those that are living a godly life and doing what they can to serve God, the Bible says that we're, we're in essence laying up treasures in heaven. And as we're laying these treasures up in heaven, there are also crowns that we earn uh, in this life that we receive in the next life. Uh, and we also see that there is a place that God, the Lord Jesus himself said, I go to prepare a place for you. So much that we have to look forward to. But maybe perhaps the, the sweetest reward. Maybe perhaps the sweetest reward would be when we hear the words in Matthew 25, 21, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. To hear the Lord Jesus look at every single one of us, one of us here tonight and on that day say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. When you was out there in the midst on the battlefield, when you was out there in the, in the midst of all that wickedness and all that sinfulness and, and the devil was so vibrant and he was so active and he was so busy and, and everybody was doing this and everybody was doing that and, and you stayed faithful in the midst of it all. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Remember in the book of Acts, whenever, man, I tell you what, it gets me every time. And remember in the book of Acts, I believe it's there in chapter 7, where you see, uh, where you see Stephen, he stands up and he's talking to the Pharisees and he delivers this tremendous sermon. And as he delivers this tremendous sermon, he, he, uh, the Pharisees, they got so angry, they got so mad at the, at the message that he delivered that they, in essence, drug him out of the city and began to throw rocks at him and stone him to death. And as they were stoning him, he was asking God to forgive them for what they were doing and the Lord Jesus who was sitting on the right hand of the Father the Bible stood up to live a life that would make Christ stand up off his throne wow to live a life in such a way that the Lord Jesus will lift himself up, the, the one who has created all that there is, to, to live a life in such a way that, you, that, that the Lord would just lift up off his throne and in essence give you a standing ovation for how you lived your life. Wow. The Bible shows us right here in the text. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. And so we say, well, you know, it seems like everybody else is having a good time and I feel like I'm missing out. The Bible says no good thing. We withhold from those that live, uh, that walk uprightly. 
Listen, if it, listen, if God's not about uh, ruining your good time. God's not about, God's not about, uh, uh, God's not about saying, you know what, well, you, you, you can't have a good time, you can't never laugh, and, 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 and all these different things. Listen, I tell you what, the world and the devil does a very good job of making, of making people think that if you go to church, you can't never laugh again. That if you go to church, you'll never have a good time. That if you go to church, you're just missing out. Well, listen, if I'm missing out, if, if, if I'm really missing out, and, and, I see, and I look around and I see all the things that's going on out here in this world today, and listen, even by my own living testimony example about how I've lived my life in the past, I know full well what happens when you live a life of sin and it come up and bites you. I know what that's like. If you're a Christian here tonight and you lived any amount of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about as well. And listen, I wouldn't trade not one day from the day that I got from the day that God I got saved or the day that God called me to preach and I went into full time ministry uh, in my in my uh, there in my early twenties to this moment right here. I wouldn't trade not one day to go back and live a life of sin, to live a life apart from God. I've had such a good time and I've had so many laughs and one of the and one of the greatest things that I'm able to possess in my life. It's the fact that I really appreciate and I really love that whenever we're living for God and walking for God, uh, and, and when we're living for God and walking with God, that we don't have, that we got so much to look forward to. And because we're living for God, we're not looking back to always to see what's, what's getting ready to get us because of the life that we were living. Because there is no rest in that and there is no peace in that. But listen, when you live for God, there's a lot to gain. The world would have you to think that you're going to miss out. The world would have you to think that there's nothing there. The world would have you to think that, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, reading your Bible and spending time with God in prayer and spending time with God's people and, and, and coming to church three times a week and, and, uh, and, and, and you know, just being in service to God, uh, that all of that is just a wasted life. Little do they really know. My Bible tells me right here that that there is a payment coming. My Bible tells me right here that even though there is evil that is pursuing the sinner, but there is a, but to the righteous that good shall be repaid. And because we serve such a, a tremendous God, a gracious God, the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, that He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. And so we ask ourselves tonight, what am I running from? And we also ask ourselves tonight, am I, am I diligently seeking him? The Bible says in Hebrews that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. How are we seeking him tonight? Are we looking for him? Are we looking back or are we looking for him? I mean, what are we looking for? The Bible shows us here in the text that, that evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous the good shall be repaid. And I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to what God has for me. I'm looking, listen, I, my ears are open. I'm listening to the trumpet. I'm listening to the voice of God, to the voice of the archangel. I'm listening to the come up hither. That's what I want. But I'm also looking forward. I'm also looking forward to that day when I, when I enter into heaven's gates and I see Christ for the first time and I'm looking forward to seeing that place that he has prepared for me. I'm looking forward to, uh, to perhaps the treasures that I've laid up in heaven. I don't serve God because of that. That's just an added bonus. I serve Christ because I love him. I serve Christ because the main reason why is because I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. 
Would the psalmist say, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of righteousness? Even if I went to heaven and there wasn't a place for me to live, and I could just stand at the, the door and be the doorkeeper, it would be worth it all. The Bible shows us here in the text, he says, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. And so we can see it in the very first part of this text that when you live an evil life, when you live an evil life, that evil pursues you because that which we sow, that which we also reap. But to the righteous, it works the same way. To the righteous, good shall be repaid. You live a life that is according to God. You live a life that is pleasing to God and you're serving God. You are laying up things in heaven for you. Not things that we necessarily deserve, but things that God's willing to give. But not only that, but I think we receive a lot of things in life that even beyond, even beyond some things we've talked about here tonight, just living a godly life, I tell you what, as we said, a, a, a good conscience makes a soft pillow when you lay your head down at night. And I tell you what, there's a lot of people that are just looking for some peace and comfort in their life, but they don't have it. And the reason why they don't have it is because of the life that they're living. Because evil is pursuing them, because they are perhaps reaping from the consequences of the sinful life that they have lived. And because they are reaping the consequences of that, they are in turn do not have peace tonight and they do not have comfort in their life. So we can see that in, so we can see the pursuit. I think we can see the payment. I think we also see the peace. Because as I said, those that are running from something, they're always looking back to see what's about to get them. They're never at rest. When I think about the righteous here, when he says, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. You know, I get this mental image of, uh, of a man who is, who is living a wicked life and evil and, and, and evilness is chasing behind him and he's on the run trying to escape it or trying to get away from it or it's eventually going to catch up to him. And I think about the righteous man. He's not looking behind him because he's not concerned about the way that he's lived because he's tried to live for God. He is living, uh, he's trying to live a righteous life. Not that he's perfect by no means, but he's just trying to live a righteous life. And because he's living a righteous life that is pleasing to God, he's not looking behind him, but he's looking forward to what's in front of him. He's excited about what is on the way. He's excited about what is coming because he knows that there is a reward. He knows that there is a payment ahead. He knows that what's in front of him is far better than anything that he's leaving behind him. And the Bible says, but the righteous good shall be repaid. It makes me think about Psalm 23 where the psalmist says, I will, feel no, I will fear no evil and he that leadeth, and uh, he leadeth me beside the still waters, I would dare say that Brother George, when he was running from the turkey, he was fearing the evil that was behind him. He could not get the rest. He, he uh, was always looking back to see uh, how close it was to get him. And that's what happens. That's what the sinful life is, is all about. The Bible shows us right here, not only do we see the pursuit, not only do we see the payment, not only do I think we can, we can see the peace that the righteous would have in his life, uh, but we also think about, as, uh, as we see here, the past. We have to think about tonight, I guess, are we running in a panic or are we walking in peace? And so that's something to think about. 
And as I said, the righteous, they're not looking back, but because the righteous are not concerned about the past, God's done took care of that. But we do, as Paul said in Philippians 3.14, when he says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But then we press toward the mark. Why? We we press toward the mark because we see and understand that there is something far greater, that there is an expectation of of a person and a place and and, and a situation and a circumstance that is far better than this place where we are living and far, far, far unimaginably better than what hell could ever be. And so the righteous man, he continues to look forward. He's, he's reaching forward to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He's, he's reaching forward to heaven. He's reaching forward to that which before. He's leaving behind that which is behind because he has no desire to come back here, but he has every desire in the world to keep looking ahead because he has so much to look forward to. And the Bible says, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, the Bible says, Let us not be weary in well-doing. Listen to this now. For in due season we shall reap if we not faint. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And so the Bible shows us here that, listen, there is a payment coming. There is a reward coming. There is a time coming when you, when, when you can rest. There is a time coming when, when you'll have an even greater peace than you have now. There's a lot to look forward to. We look around in the world today and we see all the things that's going on. We see all the, uh, all the sinfulness and all the wickedness in, uh, in, in, in every single area of life. We see how the world has distorted marriage. We see how, uh, we see how uh, the world has just ripped apart families and uh, the nuclear family, the traditional family, if that's the way you want to call it. We just see, we just see how the world and the devil has completely dis- is doing everything it can to dismantle it all. When the Bible says, what if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And I would dare say that we are living in a time and living in a moment where the devil and the world is doing everything it can to chip away at every foundation that we hold dear to our life. Chipping away at every foundation that we hold dear. And if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And the Bible talks about, uh, the Bible talks about moving, uh, about, uh, about the landmarks. There are boundaries. Listen, as God's people here tonight, when we choose to live for God, there is so much to look, there is so much to look forward to, not just up ahead, but what you're able to possess right now. I mean, there is an even greater peace that we that we can even begin to comprehend and imagine uh, that is in heaven. But the Bible says that we can have the peace of God right now. But I tell you what, I believe whenever we get to heaven, we'll experience an even greater peace than we ever even experience right now in this sin-filled body in this sin-filled mind. So not only by living for God and, 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 and serving God am I able to, uh, to live a life that is comforting to my soul and live a life that is peaceful and, uh, and, 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 and not have to worry about looking behind me all the time because of the things that I have done and the way that I am living right now, but I can just live in peace and I can walk a peaceful life and I can just, you know, I can just strive to just look forward and just be pleasing to God and continue to think about what God has in front of me without doing like this all the time. Because there's people that live their life and that's how they live it. There's people all over the world today that instead of living their life in a righteous way, 
that will be pleasing to God, where they have peace and comfort in their life. I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying when you have peace and comfort in life, it don't mean nothing bad's happening. Does that make sense? Because, see, you can have things bad going on in your life and still have peace and comfort in your heart. Does that make sense? You can still have that. A calmness on the inside, even though there's a chaos on the outside. I'm not saying everything's all nice and, and, and the way you want it to be out here. But what I am saying is even in the midst of that, you can have it right here. But there's people that are living their life and they don't have it out there and they don't have it in here. And they're living their life every day with no rest. And because of the way they live their life, because of the way they live their life, they're constantly looking. I got this Bible verse in my mind, but I can't, I can't remember the whole thing, and I know if I try to say it, I'll just butcher it, but I know you probably know what it is if I said it to you. I'll just go ahead and say it to you anyway. This is going to be a, a horrible Brian uh, paraphrase. But it has the idea of a man, whenever he, had, the, the man because of the way he lives, because of the way he lives, what he's doing is that he runs, in essence, for no reason. It's in the book of Proverbs. Whenever he, he, and he lives his life in such a way that he, in essence, runs for no reason. And when he runs for no reason, he, what he does is he, the reason why he runs for no reason is because he lives a life that's done so much, he, in essence, can't remember all the things he's done. He just knows he needs to be running. And there are people out here today that live a life that is so wicked and so far away from God that they're, they're just constantly like this. And it may not be there for a moment. It may not be there a moment right here, right now, to where they're looking back and they're very afraid. It may just be way out there in the distance. And again, it may be so far out there that right now they don't see it. But eventually you keep living this way. And it'll get closer and it'll get closer and it'll get closer. The Bible says evil pursues sinners. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. So we can see, number one, we see the pursuit. Number two, we can see the payment. Number three, I think we can see the peace. And number four, I think we can see the past, that we're leaving it behind. That's what the righteous is doing. He's leaving it all behind. I remember when I was a kid, not so much anymore. When I was a kid and growing up in school and even in high school, um, I was always a really fast runner. I could run. I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I could run fast. When we, we ran the 40, I did the 40 in 4.3. That was the second fastest in our school. And I, that's just how I grew up. I was just, but I was always skin and bones. Not a lot far cry from where I'm at right now. But I could run really fast, and so I was just kind of known for that. And uh, the nickname that I had when I was a kid was Speedy. That's what everybody called me. They just called me Speedy. And I love playing free stag because nobody ever caught me. <laughs> I love the game. Let's play free stag. Yes! Because I knew nobody would ever catch me. I loved it. I remember one time in the not-so-good period of my life that, um, and I told you about it a long time ago, I was, you know, I ran from the law somewhere. I was a teenager, young teenager, and um, not doing anything, just being stupid, you know, ringing doorbells and running away and just doing stupid stuff, you know, just doing crazy stuff. I remember we was walking down the road one day, and of course we got the cops called on, on us on that, but it was me and a whole group of friends, you know, and it was like 10 of us, and we were out there just ringing everybody's doorbells. 
and it's got a nuisance to everybody. And so they called the police, and everybody. And the police came out. Of course, we all say, you know. And I remember this one day I was walking down the road, and there was this old house on the side of the road, and anybody live in. It was old. It was, I mean, part near half fell down, and. All the windows, almost all the windows, had holes all in it. And I was thinking I was like 13 or something. I'm walking down the road. And it wasn't far from my house. And my stepbrothers were with me. And uh, at that time, they were a little bit bigger than me. And so um, we were just kind of walking down the road. And I just took up a rock and I said, Pew! I threw it up there and it hit a window. But it was already broke. I just broke the top one out. The bottom was already broke. But it was an old house. I mean, it was falling apart. It was nothing. But it meant something to the people that lived beside of it. Of course, I didn't know who they were. And I'm just a little kid. Like I said, I'm 13 years old. I'm driving around. I did that. Well, of course, I guess they seen it, whatever. And, uh, of course, my stepbrothers, they picked up rocks. And, you know. And, uh, of course, the law came. And we said, we ran. And because I was the fastest, I'm, well, I'm getting it through a cornfield. My stepbrothers, well, they're not quite as fast. So I run as fast as I can. I, I mean, this is, this is my thing, you know. I, pew, and I'm gone. I'm down in this cornfield, and I'm sitting here, and I'm looking around. And I'm, Where is everybody? And I was like, the next thing you know, I walk up a little bit. Next thing you know, I hear one of my stepbrothers, Brah! Gosh, they got caught. So I go walking on up through here, the walk of shame, and get up here, and yes, there they are, and they took us back in the car to the house, and this is what they did, and it was all good, and everything was fine, and we apologized, and it was all all right. But what I was doing the whole time was looking behind me, <laughs> seeing what was coming, because you can't live that kind of life but for so long before it finally catches up to you. And you're going to live a life that's not in peace. You're going to live a life that's not in rest. And you may get by with it once. You may get by with it twice. Maybe five times. Maybe seven times. But eventually, it's coming. But the way of the righteous are not looking back to the life they live. Christ has already taken care of that. And right now, they're not concerned about it because they're living for God. Good conscience makes a soft pillow, and they're just looking forward to what Christ has ahead. And so that's what I want to encourage us to do tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night. Lord, you are such a blessing to us. I pray, God, that you would help us this evening as we continue to seek your face. Lord, I pray that in all that we do, God, that we would just be a people that would just strive to live for you. And Lord, even in our imperfections, Lord, I pray that you just continue to show yourself merciful. I'm thankful that it is renewed every morning. Lord, as we get ready to leave here tonight, God, I just pray that you just watch over everybody, keep everybody safe. Lord, I pray, God, that you would uh, just help us, Lord, as we go throughout the rest of this week. Lord, just to be an effective witness to you. God, we love you and thank you for it all. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.